Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lenz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's Pastor Michael and his son, Pastor Shane Lance, discussing and wrapping up the series in the book of Job. Hey, listening family, this is Pastor Michael. Welcome to a special broadcast as we do a little epilogue to the book of Job, kind of a summary of uh, what we've been going through. And we've aired a lot of the chapters of the book of Job and, uh, it's been an awesome time. It's it's really been insightful and powerful to go through this book and to ask questions about the problem of evil and the power of the gospel. This is Walk in Truth, and I'm I have the privilege of actually sitting with my oldest son, and my middle son Nathan is actually doing the tech for us this morning. But Pastor Shane Lance has joined us. He's the worship director at Living Truth Christian Fellowship here in Corona. And uh, also was ordained uh, recently and a great teacher of the Word of God, a very uh, gifted musician and uh, worship leader. So, Shane, welcome to the broadcast. We're glad that you're with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're going to turn things around in a second and let you be the interviewer. But before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about Living Truth Christian Fellowship and you're very well acquainted with it because you pretty much grew up in it. <laughs> yeah. But um, in 2007, 2007, so this is 14, almost 14 years ago, in the fall of 2007, Living Truth Christian Fellowship was born. Uh, it was a merger of two churches, uh, one that your dad was pastoring and one that um, the Lord led us to that was in need of a pastor and had a uh, a great church location, and those two churches blended. And I remember being at an elders meeting, and they asked, uh, "Hey, anybody know a good church name?" <laughs> and I had written "Living Truth Christian Fellowship" in the front of my Bible about six years before that meeting, and everybody liked the name. And uh, off we were running in starting in really October of two thousand seven. You grew up in that church. You've become the worship director, pastor. Um, what, what are some of your thoughts about living truth and just kind of the vision of the church and all of that? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that unfortunately it's rare to find a church that you can walk into now and, and hear just the Bible taught and, um, a pastor who will stand behind a pulpit and just exposit God's word and, and give you the whole counsel of the gospel. And I think that is a fundamental part of what we do here. Um, I think that's honestly why I've decided to really plant my flag here amongst, you know, other reasons such as family and stuff and just the fact that this church has been home for so long. But really, um, there have been, you know, seasons where we've, my wife and I have prayed about if God's calling us somewhere else and, you know, even asking hard questions like, do I stay here just because my father's a pastor here? Do Mm -hmm. I do I step out and go somewhere else? And we've wrestled with those questions, prayed and fasted, and God has kept us here. And um, I I've take also a lot th- of— I've also threatened you a few times. Yeah, just a few you times. You can't leave. Yeah. No, that has not <laughs> happened. Um, but in all seriousness, I think that that we take a lot of pride in the fact that we teach God's Word here, and people are going to get equipped to live a Christian life in a world that is very broken and, and lost, and people need real truth. And we're about truth here. And I think that I'm seeing in the midst of, you know, I'm, I'm 
28 years old now about and I I am seeing a, a move in in my generation of the oh the millennials but some some of you are shaking your head oh the millennials but um <laughs> In just a desire to to pursue truth, to to not be pandered, and um, they want the real gospel, and and I I think that there's we're ripe for revival, or Jesus is coming back. But um, so that's why we're here. We love what this church is about, and um, yeah, the the music's great too. There's so many great people that I get to serve with, and uh, let's it's a let's great talk. A, I know that you're we're not doing this uh, for the sake of your music, but you are a musician and you're a songwriter. And you just actually put out a new song, and I think it's worth mentioning just because um, the quality of your music is awesome, and you lead us well on Wednesdays and Sundays. But what's the new song, and just give people a quick heads up on how to get there. Yeah, um, so I did just release a new song. It's been um, a little while, a couple years since I've put out any new music, but really, really happy with uh, this new song. It's called Until My Voice Gives Out. Um and the song comes from the scripture where people are worshiping and, and Jesus basically, uh, the, those around try to silence the worship. And Jesus says, if they don't, if they don't sing, the rocks will cry out. And I remember we were going through that passage, um, which the address at this moment escapes me. Yeah, it's in several of the gospels. It, right, um, in the gospel accounts. But um, I'm trying to remember what text we were in when you were teaching. Yeah. But nonetheless, so you were teaching on that passage. I think and, it's in Luke. Yeah, and uh, I, I was struck with that idea that Man, that's that's a powerful thought that Jesus was, I believe, speaking literally. That if if the world was to cease to worship, that his creation would would groan mm-hmm. and uh, and cry out his praise. And so, pretty pretty powerful. Um, and so, I ran with that idea. That uh, sometimes that happens. That songs will come rather quickly. And that was one of those songs that that night. I well, actually, while you were teaching, I was kind of pinning some lyrics and I kind of... What? You mean yeah, you weren't right? totally listening to me every I know. second? That happens sometimes. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I actually finished the song pretty much that night as far as lyrics, uh, lyrical content. And then, um, yeah, we just released it. So it's available anywhere you can get music for streaming or purchase. And um, So I, for an old guy, what would be the way that I would get to it? So you could go to Spotify or iTunes, uh, Apple, Apple Music. And um, just put in your name, which is Shane... L-A-N-T-Z. Yeah, Shane Lance. Yeah, and the song's called Until My Voice Gives Out. There's other music in there, too. Yeah. It's a little older. But the song is, uh, the the heart behind the song is that people would be encouraged and, and be reminded that in each season of life, even so appropriate for what we're talking about today with Job, that in any season, um, he's worthy of my praise, and I'm going to sing until my voice gives out. So. Yeah. Amen. So um, I think your music reflects well the heart of the church as well. Uh, God's Word is Alive. Hence, living truth. We want to live out truth as God's people. And uh, it's awesome to just see the power of the gospel, the power of the word of God. And for example, if someone came on Wednesday nights right now, we're going through uh, Psalms and Sunday mornings, we're in Exodus, going through the plagues. And I'll tell you, it's powerful stuff. God's word is alive and it is powerful. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Shane, I'm going to hand it over to you to maybe uh, kick me a few questions um, about the book of Job as we do a little summary epilogue here of the book. Yeah. Well, um, I think, first of all, when you look at this book, God has perfect timing because I believe when we decided on Job, we were not in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, We were not. We were not. And so this is God's timing and sovereignty over everything. But, you know, to think about 
how applicable Job has become, even maybe for some who were quite literally sick uh, physically during this time. Maybe they, they did get coronavirus and they some people, it hit them really hard and, and they might have really dealt with a, a serious physical ailment, maybe worse than they ever have. And, and then some, some people have lost family lost, members. Yeah, loss of loved ones. So there's so many things. We're watching another human in this text navigate some probably the most amount of atrocities someone could face at once. Uh, I think he suffered more than anyone except Christ. And uh, when you look at um, yeah. the load that, that Joe, uh, Job had to, to, to bear through the season, it's, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. And in 2019, when uh, we were transitioning from one book to another, when we're coming to the end of a book, I just begin to pray. And I can't tell you that I can really tell you uh, an exact science on the process you know, there's 66 books in the Bible. I've taught a lot of them. Some I haven't. And Job just kept coming to mind and coming to my heart. And I, I honestly wrestled with it. I was like, really, Lord, come on. 42 chapters of the book, book of Job. And we teach verse by verse. So we don't, you know, we don't do like selected uh, chapters of a book. Uh, so I wrestled with it and prayed some more and just felt like the Lord confirmed it. And... um Man, we launched out in 2019, and lo and behold, uh, you know, early 2020, we started hearing uh, talk of a virus in China, and uh, you know, we all know what's happened. I won't revisit that, but it, yeah, the but timing it, was yeah. amazing. And we've seen we've seen the fruit of that. I mean, you've received, our church has received um, feedback from from multiple listeners, uh, many listeners, through this season of going through this book and it having having it aired on. Our, our radio stations that we're on, and we've we've seen people who are being encouraged, who are being ministered to, because of how timely this teaching and study has been. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the letters and comments that you've gotten, and just it's it's a cool testimony of how God's using this teaching. Yeah, one just comes to mind that uh, a radio listener just said, you know, I listen on my commute and. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Basically, the the teaching ministry has gotten me through a lot of junk in my life, and so that's kind of a general one. And we've we've had many people just say their insight into the Book of Job. And one key idea here, uh, Pastor Shane, that I would that I've been bringing out, and I'm not the first to say it, is that Job is a type of Jesus. Yeah. Um, we know that the Lord basically brags on Job in the first couple of chapters. Uh, the Bible says he's the most righteous man that was on the planet uh, mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, he goes through this suffering inexplicably. It's not something he did wrong. And pretty and, much instantaneously. Yeah. Right? And, it, and it's something that's actually going on in the heavenlies. And he becomes a picture of the most innocent sufferer of all time. And his name is Jesus. And Job was not perfect like Jesus. We gotta, we gotta make sure we qualify that. But he is a picture of Jesus. Right. The greater Job is Jesus, who enters into our pain and suffering, and uh, takes the cross and everything that goes with it. Though he's completely innocent, and he does it for us. He does it for spiritual reasons ultimately. And there's a spiritual thing going on in the heavens that only. You know, the reader really can see uh, outside of uh, God and Satan and the angels and so forth. So 
that's the that's one of the main points that's been coming out. And I think that's a unique point. I don't think that someone would necessarily see that just reading through the book of Job. Yeah. But it does point to the greater Job, Jesus. Yeah. And I think that the scripture from beginning to end, I think there's often maybe a, a bit of a misconception and the church has maybe even done a disservice in some ways in almost portraying the idea that the Old Testament is either irrelevant or or boring and... Um, you know, maybe younger Christians who are listening and maybe you're newer to the faith and you read some of the Old Testament passages and you think, I don't know how this applies to my mm-hmm. life at all. And I've been there. I get it. Um, but I'll tell you, in, in, when I was in school for theology, I took a Genesis class and my eyes were really open to the depth of the and the power of the Old Testament, um, the picture of the Messiah and all these p- paintings that God is is putting before us as just works of art to paint the picture that the Messiah is coming. And so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see how the book has ministered. Um, hey, we're here with Pastor Michael Lance, and I'm Pastor Shane Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. And we are talking about our series that we just finished, our study in the book of Job. And, um, you know, it's just been pretty crazy to see God's timing in this and how applicable it's been in the midst of the pandemic that it seems as though we're, we're making our way out of that finally. And uh, praise God for that. So, hey, if you're looking for more information or you'd like to listen to this study, you can visit walkintruth.com to learn more and about our church, about this study. All the studies with Pastor Michael through the book of Job are available. And you can also download our church app, which is just Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the App Store. And that's available for Android and iPhone. And you can download that app and listen to sermons and uh, get plugged in with our church ask questions, and all that stuff. So you can also call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH if you have questions about the program or if you just need prayer. So we have pastors who are on staff here that would love to pray with you if you have something going on. So you can call that number. That's 844-48-TRUTH. So when we're looking at the book of Job, um, you know, something that that comes to mind, and I kind of alluded to this a moment ago, especially with Old Testament texts like this, and um, sometimes somebody might read a passage like in the book of Job or a minor prophet, and they might think, how does this apply to my life? And so as we look at this study that we've gone through, um, if, if somebody was to ask you, you know, what's a takeaway from the book of Job? How do I apply that to my life? How would you answer that question? And, you know, um, how does Job connect to our New Testament Gospels and, you know, the Gospel of Christ? Well, first of all, um, the book of Job will be relatable to you, and if it hasn't been, it will be, (laughs) because we live in a fallen world, and you are going to run into this problem. It's a fallen, broken world, and it's going to be redeemed, and the curse is going to be reversed, but but we're waiting for that. We're waiting for the fulfillment of that. And so you're going to run into the problem of evil. If you haven't already, you're going to run into it multiple times. And uh, so application, I don't think, is that difficult. Um, people do tend to kind of wait to read the book of Job. They kind of know what it's about. And then if they go through a season of suffering, which is inevitable in this world, uh, people often will find their way to the book of Job. So I don't think application is difficult. We have a real problem of evil. It is a problem. But what it's overcome by the power of the gospel. And that's been the big themes of the book of Job. You asked, you know, how does this connect to the gospels or the gospel? We've already touched on it. Jesus is the greater Job, the right. most innocent suffering sufferer of all time. And one of the reasons, Shane, Pastor Shane, I'm a Christian is because Jesus entered into our pain. Yeah. And he 
not only did he enter into our pain, but he took my place and took God's wrath at the cross and satisfied. He's the propitiation for our sins and not our sins alone, but the sins of the whole world. He satisfies God's righteous wrath. Right. And he, the just one dies for the unjust, that's me, uh, to bring us to God. And so that's the gospel. And if you're listening right now and you don't know what the gospel is, it's such good news because God is holy and he will judge sin. But instead of judging us, he judged the most innocent one of all, Jesus. And that's why when you read the book of Job, you got to see the gospel in that when Job is suffering and going through what he's going through, he is he's blameless. He hasn't done anything wrong. And that points to the gospel, the ultimate Job, who is the most innocent sufferer of all time. And he does it for love because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And this is the amazing good news of the gospel. Right. And And obviously we know that Job was imperfect in the sense that he was human. He was a sinful man, but, um, he was righteous in the eyes of God in that he had a relationship with the Lord. He knew God. He followed in the Lord's ways. And, you know, back to what you were just saying a moment ago, too, that that truth is what sets our faith, what sets Christianity um, apart from any other belief system or religion that has ever existed and will ever exist. And if you're listening and maybe you've you've looked into Christianity before, maybe you grew up in church, but you've lost your way and, you know, maybe you've debated over and you've even explored other religions and belief systems. I will tell you that that is what makes Christianity different is that this is not a works-based faith. This is not, and that's to say, this is not some system that you earn right standings or favor with God. Um, You are a sinner, you're dead in your sin, and because of the work of Jesus Christ at the cross, he is the propitiation, that's to say the full atonement for my sin, for your sin. And that means that there is nothing that you can do to earn his grace. It's given freely, and it's something that as a gift is given, you you choose to say, I'm going to take this gift, and I'm going to believe on the Lord Jesus. And that's what makes Christianity different. And it's the fact that you can't save yourself. There's nothing you can do to save yourself. And so as you see Job suffering, it's just a beautiful, it's as, as brutal as it is, it's a beautiful picture of what Jesus did for us at the cross. And Pastor Shane, it does bring a question, and, and it's simply captured in one word, why. Um, why did this happen to Job? And then you could ask the question, fast forwarding to Jesus, the greater Job, why did he have to die on the cross? And remember, quoting Psalm 22, Jesus from the cross said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The question of why lingers uh, as kind of the backdrop of the book of Job. And while all those questions can't be answered this side of eternity, what we can say is the why of the cross is exactly what you just said, to come and rescue us. And so what Job was going through, he, he couldn't see all of it. We can't see all of what we're, you know, what God is doing when we're going through our struggles, our pain. Right. But we do know that God's weaving a tapestry and ultimately he works all things together for good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. Yep, that's what he does. That's the work that he does. He redeems evil for good. So I think if we were to recap this book and and have kind of a main point that we would land on, I think it would be what we just said, if you agree that that really Job is a picture of Jesus. 
And yes, and the bottom line is there is a real problem of evil, yep. but there's the real power of the gospel. Yeah. And everything will be answered ultimately in the face of Jesus. And new heavens and new earth are coming, brethren. And he's going to wipe away every tear from our eyes, and the curse is going to be reversed, and death will die in the resurrection. And we have such good news to hold on to. And it's hard sometimes. You know, right now you, you may be fe- feeling like you're hanging on by your fingernails. And, and you know what? God, God, uh, our great high priest, Jesus, he sympathizes and empathizes. That's part of the beauty of the gospel, too, is he understands mm-hmm. what it means to be betrayed, what it means to be falsely accused, to be the ultimate innocent sufferer. So when we pray to our great high priest, the greater Job, Jesus, he sympathizes and empathizes with us. You can read Hebrews chapter four for that. Yeah. And even in the midst of Job's suffering, God is not you know, far from him, he sees his suffering. So, hey, um, as we kind of have wrapped up Job and and we're concluding and moving to a new study, we're moving to Ephesians. And, um, you know, you've called this study a letter of love. Can you kind of expound on that a little bit? Well, we need we need some uh, positive <laughs> yeah. stuff going on after the book of Job. So we're going to, Ephesians is such a great book, and it's, and it's really a letter all about um, who we are in Christ, uh, that we're saved by grace, not by works, as you mentioned earlier. It, it gives us the high theology of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, plus nothing, for several chapters. And then uh, chapter 4, verse 1, tells us how to walk out the love that we've received. And so yeah. we're going to learn the great high theology and then how to walk it out as a response. So our lives should be a response to God's love, a thank you note to his love letter, if you will. And uh, we're going to learn about that great high theology and then how to walk it out, including how to put on uh, the armor of God, which will be the very last chapter. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be such a great study to be equipped um, to learn, you know, really what it means to be a follower after Christ. And love is such a big thing in Scripture. In fact, Scripture says that people will know we are Christians by our love for one another. Yes. And... um, Jesus himself, uh, in speaking on the commandments, said that the, the first commandment is to love the Lord God, and the second is just like it, love thy neighbor as thyself. And um, we were going through a study um, just recently with our young adult ministry, and I helped teach that study. And um, one of the other guys that teaches was talking about love, and we're in Second Timothy right now. And he said, nobody has any trouble loving themselves. There's a reason that Jesus said, love your neighbor like you love yourself. And um, we even uh, talked a little bit about how people who often um, say that they struggle so much with, uh, you know, um, physical appearance and maybe confidence, usually the problem is that they're too hyper-focused on themselves. So as a a people, we need to learn how to love other people the way that we love and give attention to ourselves. So it's going to be a great study. One of the great themes, Pastor Shane, in chapter four is how to put on the new man to put off the old, which is all the stuff we get wrapped up up in about ourselves and put on the new man. In fact, at one point in Ephesians, I think it's chapter five, verse one or two, it says walk in love, or you could say it this way in Colossians three, put on love. So we're going to learn about the wardrobe of the new man and how we deal with walking out who we are. And there, there's an intentional teaching there that we've got to put off the old and put on the new. And that'll be in chapter four of Ephesians. Right. 
Yeah, so we'll look together at this letter from Paul to the church in Ephesus. Um, There's so many things that are so applicable to our church today and to us as Christians. So it's going to be a great study. So we hope you'll listen. Hey, we have an event coming up here at Living Truth. It is a 633 service. This is a special service that we do on Sunday evenings um, periodically. And this is a service that is going to be titled One Nation Under God with special guest speaker Lenny Esposito. Tell us a little bit about Lenny and what people could expect if they show up to this event. Well, we we wanted to do this really in honor of the 4th of July that uh, ends up being on a Sunday, we're, but we're going to do it the following Sunday so we can get as many people there as possible. Lenny is an apologist and author, and he's going to talk about how the Bible and the Christian faith influenced the United States of America. As imperfect as we are, this is a great nation founded on the principles of Scripture, and that's happening Sunday night, July 11th. And so we just want to invite people to come out and they can find out more when they go to walkintruth.com or download that Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Yes, so that service is on July 11th at 6.30 p.m. right here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You can find all the information about that service at walkintruth.com or you can call 844-48-TRUTH. Thank you guys for listening to the program. We love you. We look forward to seeing you next time right here. Thanks for praying for us. Invite a friend to listen with you, and we'll catch you next time. God bless. You've been listening to a special program with Pastor Michael Lance and his son, Pastor Shane Lance, wrapping up the book of Job. If you missed any part of today's conversation or any of the lessons in the book of Job, you can listen to Walk in Truth anytime on your favorite podcast app, apps like iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the others. And join us on Monday for Pastor Michael Lance's next teaching series. Next week, we kick off Pastor Michael's study in the book of Ephesians, the letter of love. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today.